Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. I am looking at a friend and amazing role model, Avery. Avery, welcome to the podcast. Wow, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, fun. Most people have said that, but I wonder, like, would they say they're not if they're yeah. already here? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really dreading this. <laughs> Usually everybody's a tiny bit nervous, but... Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's brave of you guys to be willing to join on this podcast we usually ask people right away what is something you would tell your high school self mm-hmm. I, so i was thinking about this and i was trying to think what would i say and i think my main thing would just be like just enjoy where you're at and it's such like a cheesy like live in the moment kind of thing but i feel like i don't know i had a lot of friends who were older and so I always like I saw them and they were like working full time and things that I wanted to do or like they were like buying cars or you know just like they had the kind of life that I wanted and so I feel like I was constantly looking towards the next stage of like oh Mm -hmm. I just want to be here I just want to have this I want to you know like get through high school as fast as I can and just like finish up all of this and I think that's like the case, whatever stage you're in, you're always looking towards the next thing. But I feel like I wish that I had enjoyed being in high school more, like just being Mm. present there and enjoying, you know, living at home and saving money that way or being, you know, the safety of being a student and not, Mm -hmm. you know, having to figure out your whole life for yourself. Because those things like will come getting a full time job, doing the things that you love, um, you know, buying a car, all this stuff. It will come. but. I just wish that I had enjoyed that time more because I feel like there are so many great things about it and I kind of just was wishing it away and hoping for the (laughs) next stage. So you're ambitious at a young age. Yeah, it sounds like it's not like you shouldn't have aspirations or things that you're looking forward to, but also just being present too. Mm -hmm. Well, you do you know what generation you are, by the way? I'm I think I'm a gen z gen z however you want to say it but i'm 99 so i don't i don't really know i think it's 97 maybe when i don't know we have yet to discover the real i know there's so many different it's like can we just not pick a year like yeah can we just pick a a likes and dislikes like you know yeah one of those like magazine quizzes you know which are you and then yeah you like identify as like a baby boomer (laughs) you're like um no like perfect i'm an old soul i've just been some people really I meet and I'm like, you just seem like a nice, friendly grandma to me, like just their personalities yeah. and their interests. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And they're like five years younger than you. And you're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of talking to people five years younger than us and more, yeah. we're both pretty in community with people of all different ages. Maybe yeah. you can tell us a bit about what you do every day. Yeah. So Right now, I'm working full-time at a church, Broadway Church, and my role is kind of split. So half of it, I'm working as, like, the worship pastor, which is basically all things like music and creative, leading worship on Sundays, making chord charts. I help with, like, certain social media things and, like, making videos, like, coming up with the scripts for those, that kind of thing. But then the Mm -hmm. other half of my job is um, working with our youth as one of the pastors there. And so I also do worship there, but um, I get to preach there. I get to like lead a small group. Uh, we run like events and retreats and that kind of thing. And I love it. I love those students so much. And I mean, later on today, I'm going to youth and we're going to set up, have another youth night. It's going to be a good time. So 
yeah that's what i get to do that's so fun for anybody who like hasn't grown up going to church or youth group what can you kind of expect at a typical like thing if it if it seems scary i feel like it's becoming less scary to like invite yeah. a friend and bring but it is yeah. an odd odd word and odd kind of weekly gathering thing that's not as common for everybody yeah it's true and i definitely get that even as someone who grew up in church i was scared to like go to events and go to youth on a friday cuz that just seemed so intimidating mm-hmm. but we try to make it as safe as possible and so at least for like for youth on a Friday, um, we have like some music, we have a message, and then sometimes we have a game. Tonight we're doing karaoke. Oh, that's um, so fun. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Um, and then we like split up into groups based on kind of like age and a lot of times we'll have food and it's just like a time to get to know one another and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And um, I don't know, it's just like, it's mostly, obviously you're learning things and there's like a message and you know, uh, but it's really a place for community and like yeah. meeting people, learning together, growing together. That's why we do camps and retreats because those are like foundational. Like this is where you create friendships. This yes. is where you make memories, that kind of thing. And so we try to make it a safe space. And then we have like, you know, things where it's not church related at all. It's like, oh, we're going to do a movie night. We're exactly, going to do yeah. this kind of thing. So that that's an easy thing to invite your friends to. Mm-hmm. I do love like I grew up going to youth groups, also being nervous, but also yeah. even going to like d- friends in their churches and what they were doing. And there was a time where I realized, you know, even if I'm not sure what I believe in this moment, mm-hmm. this is something that I want to continue going to just because, like you said, the community of it. And you get to do a lot of activities that as a teen, you're not going to plan on your own all the time. Yeah. For someone <laughs> to plan it all for you, be like, perfect, we're going to a cabin, we're going here, Yeah, taking the ferry, you just pay the lump sum, ask your parents. You just show up. And, <laughs> and then, you just show up. And I'm the one who plans all that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. <laughs> no, but it's so fun. I love that I get to, like, I grew up in youth group, and so getting to give back and, like, mm-hmm. be on the other side of that is really cool because you realize how much those people like those mentors and pastors who like took you out for coffee and planned these things for you how much they did and so it's cool to be able to give back in that way yeah I do have a lot of friends who are recently mourning the loss of being part of a youth group yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is tough especially if you don't like move far away and start a new community and what Mm -hmm. you do it kind of inspires I think will inspire them to just keep getting involved in a certain way, whether that's giving back to the generation Mm -hmm. that's after them or joining kind of young adults or serving in other places and churches or their community. Yeah, totally. And I think it doesn't have to be helping out at a youth group like I do. It can be like people just need mentors and they need Mm -hmm. people to take them out and get Starbucks and and that kind of thing. So it doesn't have to be, you know, serving every night at a church. Yeah, and you don't have to be, 30 years old either you can yeah. be just freshly graduated exactly yeah and do that fun well you mentioned that you are a worship pastor and youth pastor I want to touch a little bit on for for those who yeah go to church or don't go to church just the whole thing behind being a woman who works in ministry um, I do think the stereotypical role that people usually think is, you know, they're working in kids yeah. as an associate or just greeting or preparing the coffee. Not that all those things aren't really important. I just yeah. think they have been known to be what the roles usually are for women in 
churches in general but yeah how did you get to where you are now and how do you feel about all that yeah I mean the like the truth is that like working in a church it's very male dominated um and I think that's something that a lot of churches are trying to like transition and and you know bring in more women which is awesome and I feel really lucky that at my church we have a ton of female pastors um Mm -hmm. and that that's something they're really intentional about but it definitely is a bit intimidating especially when you're younger walking into like oh I think I want to work in in a church and that like this is something that I want to pursue when you see so many males on stage doing that kind of thing you feel Mm -hmm. like where do I fit in like is this even something that I can do but I think for me I just ever since I was um you know like 15 uh, in youth group, like leading worship, helping with things. Like I felt like this is something that I am gifted in that I feel like called to. And I don't think that I should be excluded because I'm a woman. And -hmm. I don't think that 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 means that I need to be a kid's pastor to to do that. Like, I think that if I feel gifted in other areas, then that should be something that I can pursue. And I'm, I'm really lucky that I've been given so many opportunities to do that and that Mm -hmm. there hasn't, there haven't been like doors put up for me where it's like, oh, you can't do this. But yeah. I definitely know that that's kind of a reality for a lot of people in the church world. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, it's just like a constant, you know, we're constantly growing, we're constantly learning. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful that I even get the opportunity to hopefully for other like younger girls, they'll be like, oh, I saw Avery or like I saw a woman on stage preaching yeah. or leading worship. So maybe that means that I can do it too. Exactly. Yeah, we. I recently experienced that for someone that I looked up to for a very long time preaching and I had to text her and be like, you are paving the way and inspiring mm-hmm. me to get out of my comfort zone. And, you know, it's a muscle you have to practice public yeah. speaking or leading worship. And I mean, I've had the pleasure of also seeing you speak at a young age and mm-hmm. we went to the same kind of like camps and like joint church events and yeah, even yeah, even watching you grow in that from afar has been inspiring for me too. And seeing how you give back to the people on your team who are younger, who are maybe nervous to join like a worship team Mm. and has been, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but that has been a motivation for me to be involved at my church in youth worship and yeah, mentoring those younger, younger musicians, because I remember being at the place where you guys and your friends were taking me in and going, hey, here's how an in-ear pack works. Hear how yeah. tracks, here's how a track works. Like here's yeah. why you can hear my voice in a microphone, <laughs> but nobody else can and like in your ears. So things like that, I think is yeah. it's important to to do the things that you feel called to do because you never know who's watching and learning from it too. Totally. And I'm like, even at youth, we have a ton of people who like students who are stepping up and being like, I want to get involved in worship. I want to do mm-hmm. this. We have like students preach every like couple of months and stuff like that and it's it's so cool to see them be I guess like bold and like courageous and being like you know what like I just I feel like this is something that I want to do and I might not be totally equipped yet and I might not like be the stereotypical person that you would see on a stage doing this kind of stuff but I'm Mm -hmm. gonna try anyways yeah oh that's amazing how do you how do you get the confidence to go from okay I feel called to maybe preach or speak or talk about a certain topic and then be vulnerable includes being vulnerable and then how do you go Mm -hmm. from maybe I feel that stirring in my heart to like 
writing something on paper and getting yeah. up there with a microphone and doing it. I mean, it's definitely, I know it's so cliche, but like practice definitely does help. Um, like the first couple of times that I ever preached, I'm sure it was terrible. I don't have a recording <laughs> of it and it's good because I don't think anyone needs to hear that. <laughs> um, but I don't know, just as you do it. And um, for me, I think like just getting people's affirmations and feedback being like, you did this really well. Uh, this is something that you could work on. Um, you just use that for the next time. And then as you do that, you slowly get more confident, like, okay, I've done this 10 times so far. Um, and I'm still learning and, and this has gotten better since then. So I don't know, it's just kind of like a thing that you have to keep working at, like anything, obviously, yeah. but you know, just practicing it. Perfect. Practicing it alone, practicing it in your car, practicing yeah. like, you know, picking out verses that you think are... Yeah relevant to what you're going through I think that's a good tangible thing to do if you're interested in pursuing totally that. yeah and I mean I I nanny two babies and I've practiced my sermon in front of them just to you know <laughs> get a do it in front of people and I mean I have to say they've been very receptive so. yeah they're just nodding they're like yes they're cute drooling a little bit cuddling yeah so even if that's how you're practicing do it yeah <laughs> to your pet to your family yeah exactly <laughs> sit your friends down and practice I'm sure they'd be open to it yeah you know if you have the right kind of friends yeah <laughs> What a fun way to share the gospel just in the middle of like yep. know, PE class. Everybody yep. has some things to share. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of like being vulnerable and things like that, I know from following you and hearing you in person that you've been really vulnerable with different struggles like anxiety mm -hmm. and relationships and life in general and adulting, I guess is, yeah. <laughs> is the word and being confident and finding, um, yeah your relationship with God growing and what that looks like uh mm -hmm. just yeah want to share a little bit about that yeah so in like recent years I've become a lot more open about just mental health struggles um especially like coming out of high school I feel like that's such a weird transition stage where you're mm -hmm. like who am I what am I doing and so in that time I struggled a lot with like depression uh, with an eating disorder, a lot of anxiety. And at the time, it was something that was like, I don't know, I, I just kept it to myself, because especially being, you know, in ministry, and, and being someone who you want to be a role model. Um, I felt like that's not something I can share, because I don't want people to view me differently, or see me as anything less. Um, but that's been something that I've constantly have to keep working on and I've, I've come a long way since then and so um yeah in the past couple of years I've been a lot more vocal about like hey these are things that like I've struggled with even as a pastor even as you know someone who on the outside might seem like they have it all together and it's been really cool to mm. receive the kind of feedback that I have where people are like me too you know like yeah. I, I'm on a stage every week but I feel like not worthy because I struggle with this and yeah. it's something that I've had to work on and yeah it's just been really cool to to open up about that kind of thing and and those are struggles that like I daily have to you know fight against and I'm a lot better at fighting against them now than I was like three years ago mm -hmm. but um yeah it's just 
I don't know. I, I feel like the world needs more people to, to be open about yes. that kind of thing. And that's probably why it's so refreshing and responded to so well, because it's still not as common as as people think. Like, it is getting there. Mm-hmm. People are sharing a lot of their yeah. stories and their struggles, but just the average friend that you have posting, usually people think, oh, maybe this is not the place, or maybe this will yeah. affect my reputation or my how people view me like you're saying we want to be role models we want to be relied on and it is scary but I'm grateful that you did that yeah and I think it's even created I think I thought at the time if I ever share about this people are going to think less of me Mm -hmm. um or I'm going to ruin my reputation or the opportunities that I get because people are going to think oh she can't do that she's struggled Mm -hmm. um but if anything, I feel like it's opened up even more opportunities um, and it's like deepened relationships. And even at youth, I feel like I have people coming up to me who are willing to be open and sharing because I shared first. And so mm-hmm. they feel comfortable doing that. And so um, it's been really cool to see how this thing that I thought would be, oh, I, I can't do that. Like it, it's, it's going to ruin everything. It's actually been so healing for me and mm-hmm. it's provided, it's opened so many doors. Wow. What would you say to someone who's maybe still more in the thick of it than you are? Because you're right, it is a daily struggle, whether it's Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, or eating disorder, and just not knowing really your identity in God or whatever you believe in. But yeah, what if you're kind of in the thick of it, but you do feel like there's hope and you want to maybe either like be a role model or or be an advocate to it? Yeah. Any suggestions? I think like you don't have to, you know, share it with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. You can do that if and when you're ever ready. But I think even just sharing it with like one or two people that you trust, um, like, you know, a counselor or a mentor or pastor or your parents or a close friend. Mm -hmm. I think the more we keep things to ourselves, the more power it has over us. And so just opening up to one or two people makes a huge, huge difference. And I remember when I did that, like opening up to a pastor and and my parents, it's not like it made everything better, Mm -hmm. but it at least like started the conversation and made me feel less like I was doing it all on my own. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's such great advice. I feel like everybody unintentionally on these episodes just gives such great wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) And I know for people who don't know, I don't prep like a million very specific questions for you guys. You guys are definitely just sharing what's on your heart and what you're passionate about. And I can tell like mentorship and mental health is important to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, for us too, yeah, mentorship is important. And that's something that it's hard to find outside of like a church setting sometimes I find or mm-hmm. it's hard to approach but for those who maybe are in a church setting or in high school or young adults what would you suggest if they feel like they don't have a community around them to pour into them yet <laughs> yeah I think it definitely takes putting yourself out there a little bit which for different people might be harder um, for me I was always really shy when I was younger, which is pretty hard to believe now, but <laughs> I was the the super shy kid who didn't want to talk to anybody. And I think in order for me to to find community and find mentors, I had to go a little bit outside of my comfort zone and and take initiative and 
put mm-hmm. myself out there a little bit because the reality is that for most people, you're not going to have someone walk into your life and be like, hey, can I mentor you? Or, yeah. hey, can I be your friend? Like, yeah. for the most part, it's something that you kind of have to seek out and ask for. And so I would say even if you are someone who's shy or someone who feels like, eh, I don't know if I actually want to invest in this kind of community, like at least try and at least put yeah. yourself out there a little bit and just see where it goes. Yeah. I went to a women's conference once and a lady who is a mentor to me now, she did say, um, we want this to be part of our church community and culture that we lift each other up in different generations. And mm-hmm. that definitely sparked with me and helped me plan all this. But yeah. it, she also said something really practical, which was, if you are the person who wants to be mentored, you think of a person if you don't have one or look around, be observant and once you do feel like there's a connection with someone or you think there could be, she said to initiate it yourself, mm-hmm. plan the times yourself, the frequency and explain yeah. what you want out of it. And that just kind of flipped the, the switch for yeah. me because I used to think like, oh, someone will come up to me like me or you now and go, yeah. hi, can I hold your hand and like do life with you? But now that I'm in that stage, I'm like, it seems weird because I don't want to be pushing myself onto someone totally yeah but the way she explained it was yeah just say like hey can I talk with you once a month on the phone in person or can we go for a walk or I'm struggling with this can you check in with me about xyz yeah three three times a month let's put in the calendar now and that person knows whether they can say yes or whether Mm -hmm. they can say no or suggest someone else and I thought that was very eye-opening because I was not yeah. expecting that to be the message yeah, for that night. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except like because people don't know like that you'll need help or that, that that you need someone to talk to unless you kind of voice that. And so mm-hmm. as much as like, you know, like people like you and me, we want to be like present in people's lives and mentoring them and stuff. Like the reality is like we're we're not gonna know who to reach out to or who to mm-hmm. meet up with unless those people kind of put out the fact that like hey there's a need here yeah so if you admire someone or think they're cool <laughs> tell them yeah exactly you never know <laughs> yeah ask them for coffee yeah I'll always say yes to coffee <laughs> yeah me too oh I I love I think a lot of the same coffee shops you love cause... probably I have a list of like 60 places <laughs> so just... It's just cozy. It's a change of scenery. It is, especially with like I'm sure with you, like you work a lot on like your laptop or things yeah. like that. You can just go get a couple hours of work done. It's the best. Yeah. Sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, oh, I only bought one thing, and I'm like, okay, I'll just buy a little cookie on my way out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for local businesses. <laughs> yeah, it's thank you to them. I yeah. I want to before we kind of end off chat about how did you even get to working here? What other jobs did you do since high school? Or experience um, do you have? I honestly, I've been super lucky because I've been at Broadway like since I've been working at Broadway since before I even graduated high yeah, school. Yeah, I remember. So in my last year, I got hired like my last year of high school, grade twelve. I got hired like very, very part time to help with worship at youth. And then uh, right after high school, I went to Bible college, and all throughout my Bible college years, um, I was working at Broadway part time in different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of it was like, oh, being like the worship assistant. Some of it was helping with youth things. I helped with like the preteens at one point with kids, mm-hmm. like all these different things. Um, and then once I graduated Bible college, I um, 
uh, got hired full time. And so I definitely encourage people, like, if you are wanting, it doesn't have to be working in a church. It could be working in anything. Like, Mm -hmm. try out different areas. Because I think in trying out all those different things while I was working part-time, I kind of found what I was passionate about and what I was Mm -hmm. good at. And I don't think I would have known that if I had just stayed in one position the whole time. The whole time, yeah. If we had given you, like, your dream job or me my dream job that we have now, it would maybe we don't maybe you not be content with it or not yeah know. totally yeah <laughs> not no what was your actual dream job when you were younger when I was what age like mm. <laughs> because I feel like if you talk about like seven you're like oh, I just really wanted to be a swim teacher <laughs> really <laughs> a lot of people say teacher. okay what about like 13 stuff. like you know early teens um I mean I think I knew that I wanted to do music in some capacity Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really wanted, I love public speaking. So okay. it's cool Whoa. that I get to do both of those things now. Uh, I also really loved writing at the time. And now like I get to, like, I get to write scripts for like our videos or like our Christmas productions and stuff yeah. like that. So it's cool how like those things, I don't think I necessarily thought I want to work at a church, but all those things that I was like passionate about kind of come yeah. together in what I'm doing now. Wow. That's so encouraging. Yeah. I thought of something else I wanted to ask you about while we have you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Pastor Avery. Um, <laughs> say someone's listening and they struggle maybe with hearing from God or they feel like they're dropping the ball on time with God. So whether that's like reading, journaling, and they just mm-hmm. haven't found like a good routine. And I know personally, there's lots of seasons where I'm like, I have yeah. no routine. I have no structure. Like, I'm only yep. praying when I'm in the car driving and yeah. <laughs> and God, I'm trying to talk to you. Are you are you there? Is mm-hmm. there any advice that you would give to people in that stage right now? I think one, I would say don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I think that's like the classic, like, oh, I'm just, I'm not good enough. Like I, I'm failing in this. And then you kind of think that that's what God thinks about you. Um, but God is not condemning. He's not, you know, he's not upset with you for like dropping the ball on on reading your bible or things like that um so one he needs to know that but then two i think um doing it in community is is really helpful so like for me Mm. i find it hard sometimes to to read my bible or to hear from god um but when i have other people who i kind of feel like i'm doing that with like right now i'm in a small group um and we're going to be going through the sermon on the mount and like for me that's something where i'm like okay i don't know if i would be motivated enough to do this on my own but yeah. because i have other people it makes it a little bit easier and you're like okay well, at least we're doing this all together so yeah. i would think i would say just find people who maybe can encourage you or keep you accountable or mm-hmm. do it with you find someone who's older maybe who has some like practical wisdom they can impart on you yeah um yeah that kind of thing that's so good and if you're not like directly surrounded with people who are interested in that, I find that there's a lot more, like one great thing about social media and about technology is that there is a lot of different things like group yeah. chats that are meant for just like young women and young guys or like group devotions that are done online. There's like literally the Bible app has like devotions you can do and like yeah, hold each true. other accountable. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely dropped the ball once, but I tried to do like, read the bible but have all my friends 
join in on that you know where you can see like yeah. who's oh, read yeah, it yeah. i started yeah. thinking of it as a competition so it was <laughs> unhealthy for a season i was like okay and then you feel bad when you like haven't done you're like everyone can see <laughs> yeah everybody can see i'm three days behind but, yeah <laughs> but it worked out i also was like i'm pretty sure i did it with my husband like early on when we were dating or something i'm like this mm-hmm. is a good like flirt you know like a good way yeah. to get to know each other because you could leave a comment yeah. at the end of what you like, read that's good reading babe yeah <laughs> like, oh, i thought this and it resonated so well <laughs> yeah but yeah that's just like practical and really yeah. great advice from you to just do it with people because on your own mm-hmm. it's really hard to be motivated and yeah and you can start small and not beat yourself up even yeah, I find that even shorter podcasts or short YouTube videos where they walk through just a book of the Bible really quick, like, you know, Bible yeah. Project and all those things. They're kind of yeah. nice to just get context and then go from there. Yeah. And I mean, like, even I don't think there's anything wrong with a lot of us have busy lives. And so like you're saying, it's like you feel like like when you're in the car is the time when like you have a space to like pray or to listen to a sermon or something like that like mm-hmm. that's okay just like make the most yeah. of the, the time that you have yeah on the bus in the car yeah yeah walking I definitely think a walk is nice <laughs> oh yeah I always do that I listen to like some worship songs I go for a walk mm-hmm. so peaceful but I'm dreading when it's like gonna start raining here I <laughs> and I can't do that we'll have to <laughs> walk around our homes <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> 600 square feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> do our best oh I actually just found found uh right near my house there's like a rec center and I oh, went nice. inside and there's a track that's just like a little circle that you can walk oh, around perfect yeah. I was like maybe this is my winter walk yeah exactly that's awesome <laughs> a little indoor walk well Avery thank you so much for chatting and being real and raw with us yeah of course I'm so happy I'm so happy when you asked me and I've told you this before but I just think it's so cool what you're doing like just bridging the gap between generations and like you know getting different voices on here and I think our all generations need this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That means a lot to me coming from you. And so if anybody wants to reach out or find you, where can we find you online? Uh, well, you can follow me on Instagram at Avery Wright. It's kind of a weird spelling, but... I'll link it. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes. Oh, um, and I also have, if you go on broadwaychurch.com, um, you can mm-hmm. also find like my email or like if you ever want to contact me that way. Oh, so for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys ever want to go to any of their events or their youth nights, I yes. highly recommend. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been and it's been so fun. And ours is a different night of the week. So I mean, hey, go ahead. You can go to Surrey, Yeah, Vancouver, you can double dip. <laughs> double dip. Make new friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be so fun. Well, thank you again and have a great rest of your day. Thanks. <laughs>